You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Health Hub on Radio Maria Canada, exploring cutting-edge health and wellness information and therapies, helping you to take your health to the next level. I am your host, Kathy Biasse, and I'm an holistic nutritionist and a professional cancer coach. Today's show is about IGF-1, insulin growth factor one, the roles it plays in our body, what causes declining levels of IGF-1 as we age, how to support um, those levels as we age, in integrative support, lifestyle support, supplemental support. Very interesting show. It's one of these topics that doesn't get a lot of, it's not a, a real sexy topic to talk about, but very important, a very important topic that... Um, I think that we need to be aware of. And our guest today is Dr. Bruce Fong. And Dr. Bruce Fong was introduced to natural medicine and homeopathic medicine as a young child and continues with that tradition today. He has followed in the family footsteps of medicine and is rooted in the belief that we must heal and prevent human disease and suffering. A pioneer in integrative medicine, Dr. Fong has been at the forefront of alternative therapies for immune-related diseases, including special treatment plans, which combine the best options from a broad array of homeopathic, integrative, Chinese, osteopathic, and traditional medicine. As the medical director at Sierra Integrative Medical Center and Neutronics Labs, Dr. Fong is focused on solving root causes, not treating symptoms or masking issues falsely with compounded prescriptions. Very interesting show, as I said, not a real topic that gets a whole bunch of attention, but something that I think is very, very worthwhile for you to listen to and get an understanding of. Please stay tuned and we'll be back in just a few minutes to talk with Dr. Fong. trouble now I thought how do we ever get so far down and how's it ever gonna turn around so I turned my eyes to heaven I thought God why don't you do something well I just couldn't bear the thought of people living in poverty children sold into slavery the thought disgusted me so I shook my fist at heaven I said God why don't you do something
Listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, today's show is being recorded or has been recorded. Um, so no opportunity for calling in, unfortunately, but please do follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we are at the Health Hub RMC on all those locations. Dr. Fong, welcome to the show. Hey, Kathy. Thanks. It's a great honor to be here on the show today. Well, it's quite an interesting conversation. Uh, it, we're, we're broaching stuff that's kind of medical-ish. So we're, I'm relying on you to make this uh, listener worthy because I know sometimes when we get into things like hormones, IGF, all that stuff, we can get down that that slope. And I think that's why, you know, a lot of people don't know as much as they should about stuff like uh, we're going to be talking about. So I'm, I'm really happy to have you here to uh, educate all of us. Well, I appreciate so, the, uh, the, uh, the opportunity. Tell us about yourself first, how you, you know, it's always such an interesting thing to find out where people walked to end up where they are. Well, let's see. I um, was originally uh, born and raised in San Francisco and up in California. Uh, I went to my uh, undergraduate uh, training uh, for pre-medicine in the University of Nevada, Reno. Ultimately, uh, end up in the College of Osteopathic Medicine of the Pacific, which later became the Western University of Health Sciences, um, with for my uh, medical degree. And I spent a, a year of rotating internship in Florida. I had three years of internal medicine training in uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, uh, and then ultimately I've been in practice since uh, 2001. And uh, just uh, it's an interesting thing because 
I actually grew up in what people would now call integrative medicine. Uh, I worked in my undergrad years uh, for my parents' uh, clinic, and uh, namely my mother's clinic. And we, you know, uh, they had me doing every little thing they could uh, from uh, starting out by put, taking out the garbage and working my way up the rung. Found the perfect job as an undergraduate student doing hyperbaric oxygen uh, therapies on patients, which, you know, after you uh, pay a lot of attention to the patient getting into pressure and ultimately getting him down from the pressure, um, you actually have a long time sitting there with the patient at pressure. So uh, other than checking in with him occasionally, I had plenty of time to study, which is really an awesome job to do. Um, you know, from there, I actually obviously picked up on a lot of the different uh, alternative or integrative modalities that uh, we, we now use. And then going to medical school and then having internal medicine training, it just kind of put it all in, into perspective. And once I started practicing in 2001, it's just been growing in regards to knowledge. It's been growing in uh, uh, the, the clinic, I should say, has been growing in knowledge and uh, growing in uh, its expertise in various fields. We've expanded our services. Um but we primarily concentrate on, uh, well, if you will, difficult cases where we want to uh, take care of patients who don't feel like they're getting uh, their conditions addressed. Uh, quite often, these are chronic conditions, and we do treat a lot of uh, sort of chronic uh, occult infections, such as Lyme disease. We do treat um, mold exposures, mold toxin exposures, allergies, uh, chemical sensitivities and exposures. So metal toxicity is another one. So you name it, we, we kind of do it. And more recently, we've started to expand into healthy aging. And uh, although that's always been sort of part of our um, treatment for our patients for them to recover. Um, and, you know, that includes everything from bioidentical hormone replacement to uh, various uh, other uh, modalities to help uh, people to, to, to have a, a healthy lifestyle moving forward as we I guess that's kind of a bad word, right? As we age, I don't know. Uh, but it anyway. is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but we want to be the best that we can be. And mm -hmm. that kind of uh, obviously brings me to, you know, uh, wanting to talk about the uh, the thing that we uh, we were going to talk about today, which is a, a great product from Neutronics Labs known as the IGF-1 Plus spray. Uh, uh, actually, uh, the spray uh, drops everything. We've it's, it's a great product. And I think it's the most important thing out there, hands down, to help maintain that healthy uh, aging that we're, we're that we're seeking. You have to lay the foundations, though, right before you get to the actual healthy aging piece of health. Right. So, again, um, healthy aging really talks about really maintaining ourselves in the best state that we can be as we progress in, in our years. Um, you know, there used to be the term anti-aging. You, mm -hmm. you really can't stop aging. OK, you can actually make the best of it as your body progresses chronologically and try to maintain the health of your tissues, your organs, et cetera, to make sure that you don't have premature failure of something. And that is really what the, the basis of this is. And, you know, one of the, 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 the product we're talking about today is a deer antler velvet extract. But um, just to give you a little history on this, the ancient Chinese always knew about really maintain themselves the, you know, if you want to call it the healthy aging and they've always had deer antler as part of it. And it's a very interesting uh, story that goes back probably like 3000 years, but you know, for, for that many years ago, these ancient Chinese herbalists 
have been using deer antler as part of their herbal remedies to maintain vitality in a person, uh, maintain you know virility, uh, maintain strength, maintain just overall health. And obviously, uh, you know, in perspective of my clinic, they use this uh, compound in relationship to repairing uh, and healing from illness, from injuries. So they knew a lot about this stuff. And if I could take a, a moment here, um, you know, I my first exposure to deer antler was as a child. And <clears throat> I had traditional grandparents who would say, well, okay, hey, Bruce doesn't want to go to school. Now, sometimes I have to admit, I didn't want to go to school because I just <laughs> didn't want to go to school. But a lot of times I was sick. And the point was that um, when you when you went there, your, your grandparents would traditionally Sometimes they had to drag me in there, but they take you to the herbalist shops down in, in Chinatown in San Francisco is when I, my fond memories. And you would tell the herbalist the symptoms that you're trying to treat. So they pull all the, the typical stuff, the herbs and everything else that uh, off the shelves, but they always added at the end, this deer antler that was freeze dried in a glass uh, container. And they take the open end of the antler and scrape it uh, to, and, and make it into a powder and added it to this other. Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, Daily life oh, seeps oh. in, right? I am so sorry. I should have that. But no let's, let, let, hopefully we edit that part out and then pick it up. So <laughs> when they took this deer antler on the open end and they, they scraped it into the, uh, uh, the mix, it's like a big mortar and pestle if anybody remembers those things. And they just grind all these herbs and the deer antler in there together. And the deer antler was always added to every single mixture as I remembered. And even like me, the little kid who's sick versus this old guy who's going in there talking about his joints hurting or some other lady who's having what I now understand would be things like menstrual issues. They would always add the deer antler in there. And what I figured out as, a, as I progressed in my education, my experience is that the deer antler was the ultimate uh, constitutional or foundational uh, thing that they would add in this traditional uh, herbology. And this is really what is, stirs up the basis of what we're going to talk about today in the, in the uh, Neutronics Labs IGF-1 Plus product. Well, let's let's get started with it then. But actually, I want to back up a bit. Do you have a particular specialty or would you call yourself like a, a GP in a functional medicine world? I actually like to call myself because I'm an internal medicine doctor by training. I, I'm, I like to call myself an integrative internist. So I'm an internal medicine doctor, which is the physician that tends to explore you deep more a little more deeply in the in, in the more a little more in depth than the than, than just the standard um you know everyday situation in other words the, most internal medicine doctors can be hospitalists but uh, on the most part even a hospital or excuse me uh, office-based internists are the ones that uh, you know traditionally are supposed to be more in depth with their workups and their their treatments um most in, uh, internal medicine doctors are the ones that kind of go on to uh subspecialize in, in whatever sub specialty you can think of so being an integrative internist, I've taken that training, which a lot of it was in the hospital, and I've added uh, all the, um, you know, the non-traditional stuff that I learned along the way and uh, continue to learn to this day. And are you an herbalist? Would you consider yourself an herbalist? Well, I'm, uh, I, most of my stuff is sort of prepared, uh, you know, uh, and I buy them from specific companies. Mm -hmm. uh, although we do have homeopathic mixing capabilities here at our clinic, and we can make specific remedies for our patients, we tend to, you know, utilize, um, uh, you know, uh, I guess, pharma, uh, pharmaceutical grade stuff before we, we, we start using it in our patients. 
Okay. And you do, you do mix traditional medicine with uh, integrative medicine. So medicine when needed idea. Yeah, is essentially integrative medicine is taking that more traditional, um, you know, I'll say sort of the more regular or allopathic or even osteopathic approach to things, and then adding a lot of the um, the ideas from everything from homeopathy, functional medicine, um, you know, you name it, the natural medicine, uh, even some herbologies type stuff to, 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 to put in there. And a lot of it is not just in the therapies, it's in uh, the workup and the really the, the so we say, the uh, philosophy of understanding your patient across mm-hmm. the board so that they could actually uh, give you the ability to speak and, you know, really feel like they're understood and they're, that you're communicating real well. Mm-hmm. Um, probably one thing I don't tell a lot of people is that one of the reasons I can probably communicate a little bit better with patients is before I went to medical school, I actually was a bar back and ultimately for a short term, a bartender. So I learned those communication skills, you know, the old, the old, uh, Hey, you tell your bartender things that you won't tell your doctor. Well, a lot of that is learning just how to listen and being open-minded about what you hear. And so, yeah, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was say, every experience adds on to uh, the product, right? That's a, that's excellent. It's kind of an interesting yeah. background. Yeah, it's 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 a great way to approach patients, and we do traditionally spend a lot of time with our patients on the first appointment, anywhere from ninety to uh, minutes to two hours, and we really want to get to know you, and then we have a you know a lot of time to kind of explain a lot of what we're trying to do. Um, so not just the traditional, hey, you know, okay, here's uh, you have X Y Z symptoms according to the books, you've got you know um, A B C uh, condition, and here's what you do for it. No. Mm-hmm. We want to hear about your symptoms and then we want to kind of break it down and say, okay, what other things could be causing this, not acute, but not necessarily acute, but this really chronic thing that you keep going through that nobody seems to be able to kind of break through. And that's where a lot of the stuff that I mentioned earlier kind of comes in. This stuff that we don't traditionally look for in the managed care, primary care setting at these, uh, in these kind of current days. Right. Now, we put everybody on hold here because we haven't uh, delved into our topic, but I just think it's very interesting to kind of lay the foundation of what you do. And especially when we're talking integrative care, because, you know, we still have a lot of people who are on the, the traditional path of, of uh, you know, the medical system. So it's nice to let people know that this integrative care is not forsaking the the traditional way of dealing with medicine. But in fact, integrating it. So the big thing that we want to talk about today, and then we're going to scroll back over to the the deer antler, is IGF, IGF one. Um, now, when I was talking to someone about this show, they said, "What is the difference?" Maybe that's a, the first place we start. IGF and IGF one. Is there a difference? Okay, so IGF really stands for insulin-like growth factor. And the primary one is insulin-like growth factor one, and then there's insulin-like growth factor two. And so, you know, these insulin-like growth factors are actually the main motivators, primarily IGF-1 in particular, of human growth hormone in the body. So if you got human growth hormone in the body, it triggers the production of somatomedin C, which is also known as IGF-1, to be produced by the liver. And all the things we associate with growth uh, hormone, the uh, maintenance, if you want to say about healthy aging and uh, you know, basically maintaining your muscle tone, helping you to repair from damage quicker, helping you to uh, have better uh, balances with everything from your hormones to other uh, neuro uh, and endocrine sort of uh, compounds in your body. All all those balances a lot of times are, are, are actually in a, a very 
oversimplified manner, regulated by the levels of the um, growth hormone and uh, more directly by the IGF levels in the body. The IGF level, uh, IGF-1 in particular, uh, helps, like I said earlier, about uh, metabolism. It helps with uh, maintaining um, healthy muscle tone. It allows you to, uh, you know, basically have more balanced hormones. It uh, maintains really the health of a lot of different tissues throughout the body. And, you know, again, this is, uh, 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 it's a very interesting corollary that it's been very well proven that as we hit our thirties, everybody talks about, Hey, everything kind of slows down and, you know, Hey, now I'm, now I'm starting to put on weight. I, I used to be able to eat whatever I want. Now I can't do it. And then of course, in more, um, you know, shall we say conventional medicine wise, we start noticing maybe by the forties in most people, some of these, you know, diseases that we, we don't like to see that start creeping in there, like high blood pressure, the start, the, the increasing risk for heart disease and stroke and, you know, like uh, even males. I mean, we talk about loss of testosterone starting in our forties already. I mean, you see all these crazy ads on TV about low T this, low T that. And in, 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 in unfortunately, in, in all honesty, in this modern world that we live in, um, you know, we do see people uh, starting to lose their primary sex hormone in their in their 40s and ladies start going through changes as well with because of estrogen. So testosterone and estrogen tend to be, um, you know, analogous to each other. Uh, you know, well, uh, you know, according to the, uh, the, the, the the proper gender or sex that, uh, you know, you associate uh, the testosterone male and the estrogen female, obviously. But really, at the end of the day, you see all these things that we call aging or diseases that are kind of chronic and, and, and common because guess what starts the love, uh, guess what starts to drop off in your, in, in your thirties, it's your human growth hormone. And as a corollary, you don't have that around. Then the IGF one in particular is going to start to, to drop and sometimes precipitously drop as well. So the grand statement that can be made from all of this is that if you can maintain those IGF one levels, well, guess what? you're going to actually start to stave off and stay healthier. You're going to maintain your body better. And guess what? That equals a much better lifestyle, a little bit more confidence that you're going to not just suddenly drop down and drop dead, hopefully not from any sort of condition that's just going to sneak up on you. And again, modern living, we talk about all the time, all these kind of things like high cholesterol, um, hypertension, uh, insulin resistance, and diabetes. We call that metabolic syndrome. Well, insulin-like growth factors, obviously they have, um, there's a reason why the name insulin is in there because they do work on the insulin pathways, the metabolism there. So you start to try to maintain a healthier capability of utilizing insulin in your cells. And then of course, it, 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 there, there are benefits for the circulatory system and the heart. Uh, so hopefully you can start to stave off hypertension. Um, and then, you know, even maintaining a healthier metabolism, it may play a very big role in helping you to metabolize fats, which it is well known to do so that uh, hopefully your lipids don't get out of control. So just that's just one example uh, of, of how the, you know, the deer antler velvet, which is uh, the main uh, active component is the um, insulin-like growth factor one uh, plays a huge role in this. Um, I'm going to ask this question. We're pushing up against the clock here, but what would stop, what, what slows down our production of IGF-1? Primarily, um, you know, we, we naturally have a diminishment of the production of human growth hormone in our bodies. And then with the lack of growth hormone, we don't uh, trigger the liver to produce uh, IGF-1 basically. So it's that simple. 
Uh, yeah, unfortunately, things start to <laughs> simple better. to do, yeah. simple to say, not simple to correct. Exactly. Excellent. We're going to take a quick break because um, I know my next question is going to lead into a bit of a conversation. Everybody will be back in just a couple of minutes. Something more Never been told 
You are listening to The Health Hub here on Radio Maria Canada. A Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, email thh at radiomaria.ca. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. We're talking with Dr. Bruce Fong. We're going to get into the the deer antler supplement, if that's the correct word for it. You can correct me on that. Um, is there testing to determine our levels of IGF-1? Is that how we know that we may need it, or are there symptoms more than the testing in, in itself? So any good internist is always going to tell you. You should look at a patient's symptoms as well as any sort of lab test. Yes, there are blood levels you can take of IGF-1. And a lot of times the blood levels aren't necessarily 100% reflective. You need to look at the clinical setting where this is coming from, meaning that if the patient is showing signs of, hey, you know, I'm a lot more tired. I can't maintain muscle tone or, you know, my, my hormones are off or, you know, my uh, I, I just feel like I can't recover as quickly or whatever. Um all of these are clinical signs that uh, there may be a lack of various hormones or even the IGF-1. So a, a full workup is always uh, appreciated in this. Um, it's you know funny uh, you, you mentioned that. Uh, I actually did an impromptu study of about, I can't remember, was it like about a, a dozen or two dozen patients a, a, a number of years back about IGF-1? What we did was we actually measured their blood levels uh, before administering the Neutronics Labs IGF-1 Plus product. And then we basically measured it immediately after, like five minutes after administration. Um, and then we measured again at 15 and, and 30 minutes. When what we showed was a significant spike in the levels of the IGF-1 uh, in, in the uh, five minutes after administration uh, uh, blood draw. And then it, it, it precipitously dropped back to where it was prior to that by 30 minutes. And what it's demonstrating is that these growth factors are quickly utilized by the body, but we did demonstrate that the product did indeed administer those growth factors to the system. So it's utilized so quickly and effectively by the body, it's not something that uh, is going to necessarily reflect uh, a lot of change there uh, with a, uh, a normal dosing. Now, if you're talking about correcting for significant deficiencies, sometimes you might actually need to go a lot more. I mean, if somebody has growth hormone deficiencies that are, are, are hugely significant on a, uh, on a serum uh, workup, you're probably going to have to go in that direction. And that's where the endocrinologists really kind of step in. But for a day-to-day -day basis, uh, we, we, you know, this uh, little impromptu study I did does demonstrate that anybody can actually benefit from the, uh, uh, the utilization of these products. Okay, so I have two questions popping off from, you know, from my practice and what I do in working with cancer patients. Um, number one, this is a hormone, right? So supplementing with a hormone, can that cause issues? Messing with your hormones can be corollary to messing with other ones, and it, it can be a domino effect. And number two, I'll give them both questions, so in case you want to sort of answer them together, there's a lot of research between the activation of the IGF-1 pathway and uh, and cancer, and 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 you know driving that um, driving the tumors to to more growth. Is this something that we need to be extremely careful about? Can we just delve into this and grab a supplement? 
So that's a really excellent question. So part one of the question um, is uh, number one, this is a growth factor, not a hormone, but this particular growth factor influences uh, you know, pituitary-based hormones like uh, luteinizing hormones, which actually help to um, influence the production of testosterone and estrogen, respectively. In the, uh, and so the growth factors themselves play a master control role. And then your pituitary gland is considered the master gland in your body, which then puts out signals to all the other secreting organs to put out things like thyroid, um, testosterone in males, estrogen in females, uh, even your uh, insulin, which is a, actually a hormone is controlled by that cortisol, um, all the adrenal hormones, all those things are kind of controlled by the pituitary gland. And so the ability to influence the pituitary gland, which is one of the things that this growth factor does is there. So yeah, there could be a domino effect, but normally with IGF-1, as I uh, mentioned earlier, uh, it is a sort of a master control, a foundational type of uh, thing that we need to help with the balance of those particular hormones and to help us maintain healthy utilization. That's a real important one uh, in production as well as metabolism of said hormones. So that being that first question, let me tackle the second one. Yes, there is indeed a lot of uh, stuff out there about IGF-1 and cancer. And that's primarily revolving around the fact that people have created something out there that is isolated insulin-like growth factor one by itself. I'm going to emphasize that the Neutronics Labs product, the IGF-1 plus, and I emphasize the word plus, is actually a complete growth matrix that's uh, from from deer and so let me just kind of explain to the listeners real quick deer every year lose their antlers during the winter and in the springtime in about 110 days or so they grow an entire rack of antlers out of uh, you know out of little nubs that are on their head and obviously that's got a lot of complex uh, capability but there's a growth matrix that controls that complex and rapid growth so Again, we mentioned about the ancient Chinese and their knowledge about deer antler. Well, the modern day take on that is it's not just any deer antler. It's the growing deer antler that gives you the maximal yield of these growth factors. And the best time to harvest those antlers, per se, is right in the middle of the growth cycle at uh, about 55 days or so. And the, 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 the process is extremely humane. Uh, basically, the deer are simply tranquilized. And again, these, by the way, these deer are uh, from New Zealand. They're, uh, they're fed nothing but orga organic grass. There's nothing else uh, added to this. It's just all nature. All right. And so when the deer are tranquilized, the, uh, the antlers are removed surgically and, uh, you know, uh, the, the nubs are left in there so they can grow again. But the growing antler at that middle, uh, excuse me, mid phase of that uh, growth is then uh, simply the inside is simply uh, vacuumed out. And uh, then uh, the contents there are then cold pressed, just like uh, olive oil. And what you get is this cloudy brown kind of viscous liquid um, that primarily is collagen. But the, again, the, the, then there are things like the, the primary uh, uh, effectors are uh, IGF-1, IGF-2. And there's about a dozen other growth factors in there, some of which actually are there specifically to maintain uh, healthy growth, uh, help to uh, prevent abnormal or uh, atypical uh, cells from forming and control the rate of growth. So there's checks and balances within that growth matrix. So a complete growth matrix, which is, and again, as a Christian, I'll, I'll, I'll say that this is a perfect creation by God. It's there to be utilized as a whole. When you take pieces out and you try to use them by themselves, then you're, they're going to be consequences. And so, again, 
I am a huge fan of this product. I mean, I, not only do I uh, serve as a spokesman for this product, but I do actually utilize this product myself. And I got to tell you, with all the stress I've gone through in my life, I'm 53 years old. I probably would almost think that I wouldn't be here at, at this point if it hadn't been for this product. It's helped me get through a lot of things. It's helped me to maintain myself. And in uh, and, and, and all God honesty, it's, uh, you know, probably has saved my life uh, is what I would tell you. But hmm. again, this is uh, that's my personal story, which we can talk about some other time. Are there people that should not be taking this supplement? So I would tell you that in specifically in regards to the Neutronics Labs product, although we've never had any and remember, we've Neutronics Labs have been essentially doing this for three decades now. There's been no recorded instance of anybody having uh, malignancy or anything occur because of this product. But as a true precaution, if you have a known cancer of any sort, it is always good to check with your physician before utilizing this product. There are things in it that are, are going to be beneficial for you all the way around. The checks and balances from the uh, the other growth factors uh, should not allow for this product to be um, you know, uh, promoting of any cancer. But Again, it is a good idea to be cautious about this. And if it was my patient, I would probably not recommend that they utilize this product until that malignancy is actually completely under control, just to make sure that there aren't any other factors that could play into each other that would not be expected. But overall, this product is extremely safe. Um, there's really no side effects. And typically, every, ben every, uh, every effect there is going to be beneficial. Should it be taken under doctor's care? You know, um, for everyday utilization, for everybody from just improving your lifestyle, even if you're sedentary, up to the point where you're, um, uh, you know, a Mondo super athlete, we have the Neutronics Labs has different uh, dosing levels. Uh, we start with uh, as low as 10,000 nanograms. That's one one millionth of a, of a milligram is a, is a nanogram. Uh, so we have 10,000 nanograms in a uh, spray that's utilized for people who just want to improve their overall quality of life. And we go all the way up to 300,000 nanograms in a bottle for those who are just, you know, in hardcore training. Interesting enough, I recently treated a patient who had early, uh, was diagnosed with early ALS by, by, by another physician I treated her for a number of other uh, underlying conditions, which I shouldn't necessarily get into here, but I utilized the 300,000 nanogram um, IGF-1 uh, plus product. And not only did we maintain her, she's actually now getting better. So there's definitely uh, benefits for utilizing the different strengths, uh, whether, you know, for the everyday life thing or uh, out of a, uh, say a, a specific medical need. In tandem with the supplement, um, we always like to recommend either nutrition or lifestyle strategies to help, um, and, and in this case, to help increase the IGF-1 um, production in our system. Are there natural ways that we can do that along with supplementing? Well, anything that you can do. I mean, we always talk about here. I mean, as I was mentioning earlier, uh, our diagnostics and treatments are all integrative, meaning that we take the best of both conventional and uh, uh, alternative uh, types of uh, workups and treatments. But at the end of the day, when all this is said and done, when it's time, when we're done with the main therapies here, it's time and, uh, to talk about helping the body to repair itself, helping to have long-term 
healthy uh, lifestyle and uh, dietary changes. Um, so a lot of these things revolve around, well, number one, it does revolve around uh, specific patient needs, but as an overall basis, yeah, I mean, you want to start eating healthier. You don't want to be eating a lot of processed junk. You want to eat uh, things probably as uh, a little more organic as you can, because a lot of people are more sensitive to those various things like pesticides or whatever else than non-organic products than they realize. Uh, we want to be able to eat a healthier lifestyle. Um, you know, there's all kinds of different things we can do. Um, there's one lifestyle modification program that you use that uh, really emphasizes what's called a, a modified Mediterranean diet. Um, there's a uh, talk with people who have insulin resistance that we uh, modify that they try to eat smaller meals more frequently and watch out for the, the, the amount of carbs, but you can't eliminate those sugars altogether because there's certain tissues in the body, like your brain that only run on strict sugar. It's like glucose. So, it just depends on the individual person, but as an overall basis, you know, I, I, I think in general, we need to eat more healthy. We need to kind of cut down on our, our saturated fats. We need to kind of watch the carbohydrates. I tend to emphasize a little bit more on the, the protein side and uh, a lot of the vegetables, that kind of thing. But all those things help your metabolism to be cleaner. Um, I, I'm a big guy about trying to help people alkalize too, just to ma maintain a better pH. Um, again, all these things allow for that healthy, healthy metabolism, including your liver, your, I'm sorry, your lymphatic system, which then dumps into your liver, liver then process. And then you, then you allow your, your gut to uh, evacuate all that stuff. And that's your primary detoxification mechanism. And then of course your kidneys can do uh, it, it, through a, a different means of uh, uh, various types of detoxification as well. But what really it boils down to is your healthy lifestyle and your diet promotes the ability to get rid of toxins and other things that actually cause problems for you and allows for your metabolism to be in a more homeostatic or more balanced state so that it can in itself keep your body healthy. And again, having something like the IGF-1 Plus product on board promotes all of that. And so again, and it also promotes the ability for us to exercise better. It increases our exercise tolerance and being able to, uh, uh, to have even light exercise, even the, a small amount of resistance exercise training in any age group, any uh, parameter or any demographic you can think of has been shown across the board in every study that I've ever seen to improve our, uh, not only our quality of life, but uh, in general, our overall status of health. Is there a connection between um, general rising of our insulin resistance as we age, and that's another issue, and the falling of the IGF-1 um, growth hormone? That's actually a really good question, Kathy. There's not a good study that correlates the two, but it does make some sense that this uh, growth factor, which does revolve around using the insulin uh, to a certain degree because it is named insulin-like growth factor one, mm -hmm. um, the, the falling levels of that may influence uh, our uh, ability to, to, to develop uh, resistance to insulin. But a lot of it really is more our, li our modern lifestyle. We tend to eat things that uh, with that tend to have a higher level of carbohydrates, as you and I both know, and then mm -hmm. we spike our sugar up, then the insulin starts to slap it back down. And we go on this roller coaster up and down, up and down, because when we get too low in our blood sugar, we start to grab for what? More uh, starchy or sugary foods, shoot our sugar right back up. The insulin hits it again. At some point, the body, of course, says, well, we're getting to the point where it's getting dangerous because we get too low. You can go into a coma. So your body starts to resist insulin as a fact uh, of safety. It's a mechanism to protect us. And the bottom line is that um, 
I would probably say, based on my experience, decreasing levels of IGF-1 probably do play an increasing uh, play a role in the increasing likelihood of developing insulin resistance. But again, there's not a lot of stuff that correlates that, but I, it does make a lot of sense when you look at the physiology and the biochemistry. So to play devil's advocate here, you've not done any testing of giving people this supplement, increasing the IGF-1, and then noticing a drop in insulin resistance. Okay. So if we see a patient here, I add the IGF-1 as part of a protocol. The whole protocol does involve, and this is in all honesty, it involves dietary changes, asking Mm -hmm. the patient to increase uh, some resistance exercises. Those things alone battle the insulin resistance. Uh, Again, eating smaller meals more frequently is probably the most critical thing a person can do to help to battle the insulin resistance. But having the IGF-1 on board is going to help with that metabolism by definition from the physiology, biochemistry. Having that IGF-1, um, uh, uh, again, on board, all part of this growth matrix, of course, is going to help the person get more out of their workouts. They're going to put on muscle quicker. They're going to actually turn around and metabolize fat better because that is part of what IGF-1 does. And it, uh, by doing that, you're actually changing the body composition. And that's, uh, you know, a lot of us in functional medicine talk about is it's more about the body composition than anything else that is actually the main uh, driver of the insulin resistance. If we have more lean body mass, we tend to have uh, less insulin resistance because we have more active tissues to sort of use up that sugar, so to speak. And then if we have more fat, we tend to have more area where uh, there's an excess of sugar that could build up. And then, again, yeah, that's way of an oversimplification, but mm-hmm. hopefully it makes the listeners uh, be able to understand why that's so important. Well, everything's connected. There's the bottom line. And, uh, you know, you've got to work on the whole piece, not just one angle of it. But it's a very interesting, interesting thought, you know, as as we slow down, some things creep up that shouldn't and vice versa. If someone's interested in learning about this product or contacting you, uh, how do they go about doing so? So for the product itself, uh, I please invite everybody to come by to uh, the website. It's Neutronics Labs. And I'll spell that for you. It's N U. T-R-O-N-I-C-S-L-A-B-S.com. Again, NeutronicsLabs.com. And you can find out a lot of the things that I've kind of talked about here a little bit and uh, and a little bit more. And it also talks about all the different levels of dosing there. Uh, If you want to find me for whatever reason, I'm uh, the medical director at Sierra Integrative Medical Center. That's uh, S-I-E-R-R-A. I-N-T-E-G-R-A-T-I-V-E.com. No spaces or anything in between there. Uh, so again, that's sierraintegrative.com. Or if you want to give our office a call, it's 775-828-5388. Again, 775-828-5388. Wonderful. Thank you so much. It's really interesting. I love when we can, you know, piece together a healthy body by doing different things and how you've shown that there are so many facets Um you know, in this particular case, we're talking about IGF-1, but it's the same thing, different goalposts that we've got to work on everything. And supplementation, I think we see more and more and more is becoming an important part of the puzzle. So thank you, Dr. Fong, for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank you for this opportunity, Kathy, and uh, God bless you all. Thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you next week on The Health Hub.
You have been listening to The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi, here on Radio Maria Canada.